this computer. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Performance Zone. It's David Martin here again with Pat Gross. We are here on our special, what started out as I think is a five or six week, which I think is probably going to end up being seven or eight or maybe nine weeks. But I'll put it this way. It's going to be until, until we get covered all the stuff that we wanted to cover in relation to this new concept we have called 5D thinking. But welcome back to the Performance Zone. Pat, David, here we are. We've been covering a lot of different stuff. Today, we're going to take a little bit of a turn, you know, talk about out-of-the-box thinking or there's no box thinking. We've talked about, um, what Focus. else? Focus. Focus. Talk- yeah, and can't, you can't start building from the 10th store. Can't start building on the 10th floor. And there, there's been so much. Focus was actually two weeks. But today, it's kind of like, I want to start with this. It's like, if you have a business or you're selling something, but no one knows you have that thing to sell. Maybe it's a great thing. And maybe if everybody knew about it, they would all want it. But nobody knows about it because you never let them know. Then that's shame on you, right? So it's kind of like the same thing. I, for one, and I will admit this. I don't know, Pat, you can see if you want to do this or not. When it comes to the young people, there's been a lot of jokes. You know, there's always you got the boomers, the Gen Xers. And, of course, the millennials seem to have been the butt of the jokes for a long, probably the last five or six years that I can recall. And I would be one of those. I look, oh, these young kids, they don't know. Rah, 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 rah. And then it was brought to my attention by somebody else who may be sitting across the on the other side of the screen from me um, that. Some of these kids, it's often like the sale. If I don't ever let them know that I've got something for sale, then they're not going to want to buy it because they don't know about it. Likewise, along that line of thinking, if I never let them know about opportunities, if I never let them know there are things they can do, if I never reach out to and instruct them or guide them or mentor them or, or reach out and let them know, because there are a lot of young people who are absolutely amazing and guess what, folks? It's up to us to let them know. So have you ever, I mean, and I'll let, I'm going to turn it over to Pat because she's got the story of how this all came about. And I remember that day she told me, it was like, oh, wow, that's shame on me, not shame on them. So Pat, tell them how you kind of brought us up to this little line yeah, of sure. here. <laughs> yeah, sure. Cause, because I work it where my client base um, is a lot in the community sector. Uh, I always hear about the community organizations have um boards or committees that manage them and constantly we're getting this complaint that the you know the the committee members the board members are all older volunteers nobody's coming through there's no young people they've tried advertising they've tried promoting they've tried this they've tried that they've tried the other and there's just no interest anyway I was um talking to a millennial 25 to 25 to 35 you know he was in that bracket uh one day and uh, I sort of mentioned this and he said you know what he said this is absolute rubbish he says nobody has actually ever asked us right and we (laughs) and we started started thinking well actually you know it's absolutely right whether you go on you know however you promote your goods your services uh what you do um social media it's always about you you've you're taught to identify your market you're taught to niche you're taught you know to think about where they hang out and all the rest of it 
Now, this is interesting because coming from the community development space, the number one thing you do is ask what they want. Ask what the problem is. Ask, ask, ask. I'd been doing that, but I never actually married the two up. (laughs) No, and part of that is... It's the pre, it's sometimes when we, and again, I, I will admit this guy. So it's not just, it's not just certain people that do it. We all do it. I, I prejudged. I had a preconceived notion. I had a preframe based on, and I had probably done it to myself. Just all those darn kids. They don't know how to work. They don't know this. And, you know, darn millennials and, and, you know, those young kids. And once in a while you'd see, a, I would see a young kid and I go, well, he's the exception, not the rule. And, and I, I, again, these are the rules that I would have dealing in other markets and with other people, I would not do the, I wouldn't, I wouldn't prejudge. Don't prejudge. Just don't go in. Don't think about that. And that's what I, you know, I can, that's what people do. They kind of say, I'm not going to ask him because he probably is this because of his age. Well, interestingly enough, when we were having this conversation, it was towards the end of last year, it was, you know, like COVID, there were still restrictions, stay at home, all the rest of it. And he said, you know, we have missed the perfect opportunity over two years. He said there are a lot of young people stuck at home looking for something to do, to help out, to volunteer, and nobody's ever asked them. Yep. Now, there's a little I, bit know, of arrogance. When you were saying that about, like, people say, oh, they market, they ask, they reach out. I'm like, do they really, though? Or do they? Exactly. No, I mean, they don't, because if the, there's so many of these young people out there that they they concur. They say no one asks us. No one reaches out to us. And they look for places and they look for these. Oh, gosh, like the there's different clubs over here. I know that young people go out and they join and because they want to do things. I forget what they're called. Um, you'd know that you'd probably recognize the name. But I mean, there's certain groups and I realize, you know what? And they're all under 30. Right. They're all these groups. You, you can't be once you're 30. You have to move on to the next the next group. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, mm. so so. Who's out there and in what context? I mean, I know you're talking about it from a community standpoint. Nobody asked them to help. But what about from a business standpoint? Has anyone asked them to learn? What do they want to learn? Because not everybody wants to go to uh, dental school or, or become an accountant or an engineer or a computer programmer. Or some people say, I, I want to learn business or I want to learn to um, a trade or I want to learn. You know, the trades are awesome because they have that whole process set up of mentorship an apprenticeship. And, you know, we've now got this whole concept of the great resignation. This is the word, the terminology, me and you, we we were talking about this 18 months ago, you know, what's coming after COVID and people are not, people are going to be looking at things differently or everything, et cetera. Uh, um, But here again, you know, they're sort of saying, oh, we're looking for, you know, we're going to have the new brand of entrepreneurs, you know, the great resignation, people setting up their own businesses, people looking for other kinds of, jobs and opportunities but again we're missing an opportunity asking them exactly what they want to do with their lives yep and it's not just the the younger people it's the older people as well we all come to moments in our lives when we need change and what we need is somebody to ask us and when we then allow ourselves to open up then the journey begins but otherwise you end up with frustration and you end up with disappointment. And that's on both sides. 
That it is. I remember having a conversation with you, it must have been about a year ago, maybe a little bit more. And it was about educating using online learning, what is really online learning. And we were talking about people, you know, this whole concept of, of going back, we're not going back, right? We, we talked about that. And so to get out there and to ask people what they really want, are they prepared? What are they willing to do to prepare? Continually asking them with questions to find out what needs fit the market. But if the question's not asked, then you're no answer assumptions. or response is given. You're making assumptions. And we're yeah. all we're, and one per one person or organization makes assumption and everybody else jumps on that assumption. And yeah. you know, that could be here, but the real answer's over here. But you know, can I tell you again, you know, it might be that people um your businesses or whoever are maybe too frightened to ask or never thought to ask the question what kind of questions you ask and why do we ask questions now interesting enough i was just recently in a um in a sort of uh, community planning and i'm sorry but i'm bringing I, i'm good at bringing business concepts into into the community space what i'm going to do today is to bring community concepts into the business space Right. Okay. <laughs> okay. I know and I this have is all about recording, it. but I'm going to take notes now. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay because there's magic in the asking. There's a lot of magic in asking. Now I've been in situations where I've been, we've been working on behalf of community training organizations, community development organizations who wanted to, have had difficulties, you know, connecting with their communities. Their community is not just people, it's businesses as well. Right. You know, what, what are the needs out there, et cetera, et cetera. Now, the uh, interesting thing is, you know, you can go out there, you go into the community, you can do the online stuff. It's better if you've got your clipboard, not better, just as well as part of the toolkit. You've got a clipboard, you've got your questions, go out and ask the questions face to face. Or, you know, I mean, you know, during COVID, I've been doing them online in focus groups and it's had the same effect. Because it gives people the questions give people the chance to actually tell you what they're thinking. But the magic isn't just about you know allowing people to to tell you what they're thinking, and by asking the right questions, the magic is that there's a connection starting to happen. The magic connection between the organisation, even if it's a third party like us doing the facilitation right. and the end you and the end user. And we've had some brilliant examples. We've had them where the organizations has been some um, difficulties in the, in the past or, or, the, or they might not even know they exist or what they do. And we've had that as well. I've had uh, different players come to the, you know, come to meetings and actually tell people what they do because, it, you know, some people, some, some, people in organizations are too frightened to ask the competition for example you know all those breaking down those barriers once you start to you know start asking you realize that there is a connection and the connection isn't just you know um horizontal it's actually thinking there's a timeline connection as well so in the past if there's been some issues in the past and they might think, oh, these, these people, we don't want to know them anymore. So you might be a business that's had an issue. But by going back and asking the customer base where they're at, you know, right now, you're actually, they're, go, they're actually going to go, actually, what's happening here? I want to find out more about what this business is doing. 
Now, I mentioned it recently, but uh, I'll put it back in the community context because this was a fantastic learning lesson for us. We were working in a, a sort of social housing area. We were doing some surveying. We wanted to get a community organization re-engaged with the community. Now, the very week that we started doing the work with them, only up the street, there had been a, a, a siege with police involved and oh. weapons. And this particular organization had also had a recent history where many of the users were from one faction of the community. And I'm going to use the word faction, right? Fair enough. And therefore, they frightened away the, the main bulk of the community. Now, you just translate this to business as well. You know, you sort of, you focus here, but where's the rest of your, you know, your, your customer base by focusing here? So, uh, and that's that part of the customer base is no, you know, sort of no longer interested because she's, they feel as though you don't care. And this is sort of like, this is a similar situation. So we had a challenge of a community that had become disheartened, disinterested, disaffected, and with a very recent raw case of, you know, conflict. Right. So um, <laughs> it was amazing because what we did was, we did it during the daytime, but we actually did actually go knocking on doors. We had the questions, we had the whatever. We had focus groups, so we invited people together. Food was involved. We had a barbecue. My assistant put together a really, really uh, a amusing flyer. And we did letterbox drops. Now, that's because in those kind of communities, and again, I'm using letterbox drops. You can use whatever way that your your business community or your, you know, I'm using community here, how they want to find information, how they want to be informed. Now, we use letterbox drops because in this part of town, they, re, they very much rely on coupons and discounts Right. catalogs for local for the local shopping right. therefore therefore they don't just throw away junk mail they actually read it because they need it okay so that's how we do it so again you know thinking about your client base that you want to reach and where they and how they want to receive the information so we we went down we, we went down we went and did the asking uh we sort of <clears throat> put out the flyers we had the interviews with people and the outcome was really, really good. We got a lot of response, despite, you know, this, this sort of problem happening. And it turned out that there were people in the community who were trying to leave their houses, but there were also people who remembered that community organization from when their kids were young. Right. So there was an emotional attachment to that place, even though, it was going through a bad time. There was this. There was a lot of underlying long-term support. Your customers have got long memories. The community, in this case, the community had a long memory. Right. So if you have got a community customer base that's that's had a positive experience in the past, now not just negative, but you know, there's something like that. Sure. They go back, go back, and ask their advice. Ask them. Because they're your raving fans, basically. They were going to come forward and they're going to help you out of the situation. It's and and there's a there's a big fear that people make these, well, they don't want to hear from me or they don't want to do that. And that that's the thing. I mean, if you're talking about drop boxes and coupons in a small community, 
and, and some of you were saying you might be thinking out there, well, yeah, well, that's for a community. And she said she was going to connect it with business. Guys, okay, it's very simple. Send out a poll. Send out a, a questionnaire format, an email format to your customers. They haven't heard from you in a while. You can send out that custom. You can do that even in text nowadays with some of the services. You can email it. You can do it through. Um, I'm seeing different things they're doing on Instagram now where you can do a poll, yes or no. You can do it on Facebook. You can, you know, because people, yes, the kids say that all the old people are on Facebook. And I guess I'm one of those old people because I'm on Facebook. But the point is there are large, there are communities everywhere. If you're in business, you could have your own community. You don't have a community, go out and find a community. There are groups on, I, I think I made the joke a few weeks ago about, you know, you can go on to Facebook and find a group for Volkswagen Beetles from the 1974 style that are fluorescent green, right? And, and you can only, don't talk about blue or orange or yellow. They only want to talk about fluorescent green. So those groups are out there. You can find it. The question is, you have to look, but then you have to ask. And if you, you don't, what did the guy say to me years ago? If you want to G-E-T, you must A-S-K. So in other words, if, if you don't get it, and, and again, that could be, it could be in the community space. It could be in the corporate space. It could be in the entrepreneurial space. It could be in the online marketing, the network marketing, insurance, real estate, um, you know, labs. I have a, a woman that I know that runs one of the testing labs here. They do all the testing for COVID and different things here and, and around. It's a relatively significant um, a lab. They do all of New Mexico and maybe parts of Southern Colorado and Arizona, Eastern Arizona. And it could be in that kind of thing. You could be doing sales for them or maybe not. It could be just if you're in a corporation and you have a team, ask your team, what do they want? Ask your team how they're doing. Put these things out there. And again, it can be one-on-one. -on -one. It could be paper format, online format, all this stuff that, that you know, take it and run with it. Take it and run with it. But the most important thing from my standpoint is remember to ask. Because if you don't ask, you don't get you the don't answer get you're looking for. Yeah. Now, I, I would just want to change the um, uh, direction a little bit because um, what's just occurred to me, I mean, we can come back. There's this beauty about these conversations sure. is it's spontaneous and we can move around. Uh, so, you know, listeners, you know, please, please put up with us, but we do actually, you know, we are actually covering a lot of ground. Right. And, <laughs> and look, one of the things I'm finding at the moment, David, there's a lot of networking, online networking groups. Okay. And they all point, and the point of some of these networking groups is you're supposed to do one-on-one -on -one conversations afterwards. All right. Right. And what I'm finding is that I'm, I'm, Connecting with people, and although the, though the, you know the rules in the actual networking meetings is you, you don't sell to each other, you just tell you know your business is what you do, blah blah blah, and then you connect and thinking you know, uh, is one you know what space do do we work in? Do we work in a similar space? How can we work together? That's you know the great great sort of uh, intentions, but what really happens is you end up in a one to one with somebody, and all they want to do is sell their product, right? Now, and, and sometimes they're very, I, very I know the meetings. <laughs> <laughs> they're very, very superficial. But they're, what they're not doing is really asking, asking, what is, you know, well, first of all, you know, what's the intention? Are we working together or not? You know, I'm asking what they, uh, you know, how we can connect. Uh, but even if they were trying to sell me something, don't sell me your health products. I just, you know, ask me first. 
what my you know feelings and thoughts and whatever that is because I feel very awkward and I'm thinking afterwards I'm quite resentful because you know that's not what I my intention of developing a network is all about and that <laughs> that takes me to um somebody who was doing um actually um an education piece in a group about year last Christmas Christmas just gone and he was talking about being in a network meeting or going to to New York and he had one of those network meetings and he's saying you know what do you do and the guy and the guy said to him what do you do for me and he started telling him what he did and the guy got started getting a little bit mm, about this so he said, and he repeated again what he did and he said you're not listening to me I'm saying to you what do you do for me <laughs> and and then he realized that you know that's what he was doing was a spiel but he wasn't actually thinking about answering the question what does he do that's going to be a benefit for him and that was really really sort of an eye opener again asking the right questions and, and and answering the right, you know, answering those questions. Everybody's so blinkered, whether you're going to be asking the questions or whether you're going to be answering questions. Right. And you're answering the questions you think people are asking. <laughs> that that you're right. They're they're answering a question. They're too. They're already thinking of their response without listening to the question. Yeah. They're not listening, and, and it's so it's so that that particular concept of and here's the thing too. I find when I used to participate in those networking meetings, there were times that some people think if I'm talking to you, if I give you a lead, then you should, at some point, you're going to give me a lead. And they don't realize, and my experience is, if I give you a lead, you may give Monty, we'll use for a great name, just happened to pop into my head. We'll give Monty a lead. Monty might give Malcolm a lead. And then Malcolm might talk to Peter and Peter's going to talk to Mary and Mary's going to say, Hey, David, I have somebody, but people expect this. Well, I give to you, you give to me. And, and sometimes that's not how it works. Sometimes you have to give and be ready to serve and be willing to say what I do doesn't, you know, instead of me just trying to close you, right. That, that, and that's people about closing the business. I listened to this really interesting part of it because everybody wants to close their business, get their money. And this guy was like, when you have the right product, you make the right presentation and you're talking to the right person, you don't really have to close them. They'll close themselves if they really, if you, if, they, if it's a good fit and it's very easy, it shouldn't be stressful at all. And, and I remember that there's, we as, as entrepreneurs or business owners or salespeople or networkers, we have to be willing to say, you know, what I have isn't what's going to work for you if we're listening. And I, I remember years ago, this athlete got mad at me when I was coaching because I said, I've taken you as far as I can go. You need to go for me to to really be of service to you. I have to insist. I have to suggest that you go work with somebody that's going to be more suited to you. I got you from A to B he, a, or, or, you know, A to B to C. He's the guy that's going to get you through D, E and F. I can't get you through D, E and F. Now, I might be able to get this guy through D, E and F because it's a different dynamic. He's older, he's a different weight division, whatever it was. And, but I think the challenge is, as, as some people think that they have to be the guy or the, or the girl or the woman, right? It has to be them. And it, that's not always, if we're truly coming from a place of service to make sure you get the best, 
you know, you're, you're not, it doesn't behoove you for me to try and sell you a package that number one, you may already have, you may have in a different format from a different person. Uh, but that's not what you need right now. Maybe you need to get this over here. So for, if you're watching this, take a step back. Mindset is, is so, is such a, a crucial component in everything we're talking about here and how you view the person you're talking to depend that'll, that'll, that will direct whether you ask them the questions properly. And when you ask, are you asking the right questions? All that stuff comes up to mind as you're saying all these things about, you know, are, are they, are they listening Right. Because if you are going to be, if, you know, part of asking a question is listen. That's what I'm hearing. Well, well picking up on what you were saying. <laughs> no, it's all right. Just picking up on what you were saying about pay it forward. You're right. Because, um, you know, people in these networking meetings and people will end up talking to me. And because I'm not directly business to business, business to business, business sort of thing. Uh, um, I can't actually come up and give you a a, a, a clear um, referral contact. What I can do, um, and again, I'm listening to what they're asking, um, is is, tell, is is to find a whole new sector for them. Because I know when I talk about the non-profit sector, etc., people think non-profit just means charities, and it doesn't. It's just the way the business is structured. It's structured that it's, it doesn't give profits out to directors, it's stru- but it still has a board or committee. And it's probably uh, more, um, the more better structure than, say, small business owners. And some, some of these people, organizations, can be multi million dollar businesses. So we've got to get over that, first of all. People it, think, it's listen, a true understanding, right? They have to get a true yeah. understanding of what this is. So when I say to them, okay, so they're looking forward to deal with it. Like, for instance, you might have somebody who works in that um, health and food, food, you know, a diet. And they're looking for a certain sort of, they're looking for people, actually, you know, people who have got dietary issues and blah, blah, blah. And when that's the question, and I say to them, actually, you do realize, you know, how to get to your market, where these people hang out, who the intermediaries are. And then I give them a whole new market so I can tell them that there are, you know, community organizations that actually have those people coming to them and they do actually offer training or room hire on things like that. So I can give them these kind of things, but they can't give me anything in return because I'm not looking for a food diet or anything like that. Right, right. So, so as you say, the best thing they can do is pay it forward so that when somebody else comes to them, as you say, they can give the advice and pay it forward. Um, and at the same time, I haven't really lost out because as the way things work, I will get that thank you from somewhere else. Right, right. I just wish that that's if people would really grasp onto that. It's not, you know, it's not it's, it's rarely in my experience. Is it direct? If I give you, you give me. And sometimes it is. Sometimes it's very plain like that. It depends on on the people. But when you go in with that attitude of being able to you know, connect, you know, and you, you might, it might, or it might be six months down the road. It might not be immediate, but, and that's where I think people need to learn to nurture and listen and continue. You know what I mean? They have to stay with it. Cause also, again, we've talked about the microwave mentality about how people want things now, 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 now I just opened my business. Why am I not rich? 
All right. Because it's, it's like, well, there's this thing called work that you have to do and relationships that you have to create. Um, but no, but that's the but, but keep in mind, folks, I guess I kind of want to bring it back full circle here to stay on the whole thing is like you've got to put yourself out there. You've got to reach out to the people, to the market, to the, the groups. If you want to work with young people, great. Don't don't automatically assume young people are lazy. They're not. They're not. How, how do you this is again coming back full circle. And again, my experience back in the UK, we were in my, I was the sort of like the energy we took behind the market leader and what we were doing. And one of the things we always did was ask questions. And, and I'm thinking that in the terms of uh, I'm just remembering somebody who was saying a few days ago, I don't know if I mentioned it earlier in the conversation, that saying we don't need to consult because we represent the community. This was a small group. We don't need to, to go out there and do a consultation exercise and find out what people want because we, we're, we're already representing them. And that's where we're missing the whole point of that connection and stuff like that. Uh, um, I've, just forgot, I've just forgotten what I was going to say. I've just lost the track there. Uh, uh, but I, it is important. This I've just remembered what it was, is that um, even in business, we need to be measuring and when part of that measurement isn't, you know, how many Facebook connections we've got, you know, re- results to a promotion, blah, 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 blah. It's also uh, asking the questions of our cl- prospective client base as to how it went, what do, what do they want, um, all those questions. So what we used to do was we used to do uh, professional development programs. And um, we were as such that we... Um, because it was in a university department and we had terms so for four quarters in a year, uh, in those breaks, we would be busy. We would be putting all together the promotion for the next three months. Right. right. Uh, and I used to the say kid, that. The kids every, had breaks. Course, you guys didn't. <laughs> <laughs> no, we didn't. For every break, for every, um, um, every course we did, we'd promote it in four places, knowing very well we'd end up doing it in eight. Such was the waiting list. Uh, you know, the, the, the really subscription, we were just, you know, we could fill, we could fill what we were doing. We had conferences that went international, everything. What was our secret? Oh, what one of the things we did, apart from food, that's brilliant. We've always got to have food in there. Um, was we actually, if it was a course, we would send out and when people registered a pre-course questionnaire, asking them what they wanted out of that delivery. So each course that we did or each day workshop will be slightly different because we've we've mapped it to what they said they wanted not presuming that everybody you know the, the one size fits all right right, right. But we yeah, were that. able to so we were able to customize and then at the end of everything we would do the evaluation form and we would actually afterwards, you know, dissect that evaluation form, collate it, and then look at the results. And sometimes I would cry. No, I wouldn't cry, cry, but I'd be going, you know, this you can get some negative stuff because all it takes is it does not necessarily what you've done. It could be something that happened on the way there or something that's, you know, just one thing could set the whole thing off. And I, I used to, funny enough, I used to the converse of that, and I used to say, Nothing would be a success unless it was a disaster first. So if something went wrong before the event, we knew it was going to work well. Otherwise, <laughs> you'd find <laughs> it worked 
every time. I can tell you a few disasters but <laughs> that happened before and the event went perfectly. But that's sort of like you're venting and you're releasing and all the rest of it. <laughs> and then you just relax when it happens. Uh, but it was, you know, the... <laughs> a lot of truth <laughs> Well, we always ask them, you know, we ask them yeah, how it went, et cetera. Then we'd have that section about, well, what else do you want? And sometimes we'd give them, you know, we'd give them the tick box of some ideas and then we'd give them that space, always give them space to give you the additional stuff because, again, you can't assume that what they want is whatever you've written on these tick boxes. There might be some brilliant new ideas just waiting for somebody to ask the question, what do you want? And, and right, ask people what they want and then give it to them. I mean, that, that's, that's pretty much, you know, it's interesting you say that because I mean, even from a, you know, from a tech standpoint, right? I mean, I've seen people from an online marketing standpoint do exactly what you're talking about, but apply it online. Ask people what they want, even though their program does, is not going to really change because the way their program is designed in this particular instance, it, it's, it's, it's applicable to all these different markets, right? But the marketing can't be the same. So this gentleman went out and he tested, asked the questions, did the market research, got the information, looked at it and said, okay, I need to have three different pitches. The, the funnel's the same. The program that he's marketing was the same, but he made one landing page for each one. This landing page here had a slightly different presentation. And then the people that were that, that wanted his program from there so they went from here to this part. This one went to this part. This one went to each one was just a slightly different presentation. Yeah. But there is work involved, right? That's another one too. That I guess that I don't I don't want to pick on people on certain people. I guess I'm going to pick on some people. And that's the lazy people. The people that want to do this quickly, right? You got to put some, you know, yes, can things happen faster now than ever before? Absolutely. You still got to do the work. You still got to take, you know, write, map out your plans, build, put out your strategy, build your business plans. And then once you get to know what to do, yeah, you ask the questions, but it's easier now than ever before, I think. It's, it's like, you know, now we can get information so fast online, right? And, and I encourage all of you out there that might be watching this. Can I ask, can I ask a question? Is do it your easier research. to do it? Yes, go ahead. Is, is it easier to do it or is it easier to forget to do it? Uh, I guess I'm going to go Jim Rohn on you and say, if it's easy to do, it's easy not to do. I, I think, I think from a information gathering standpoint, it's much easier to do. Um, but I, I think it's kind of like, you know, I, I was telling my daughter the other day, money only makes you more of what you are. Yeah. If you're a really nice person and a kind person and you get a lot and you win the lottery, you're just going to be a really nice person with a lot of money. If you're a jerk, right, and you win the lottery, now you're going to be a jerk with a lot of money. It's just going to make you more of what you are. And I think sometimes technology kind of does the works in the same way. If, if you're lazy, technology is going to make you lazier because you don't have to do as much to maintain the status quo. Does that make sense? Yeah. You know, I mean, it's, it's, or if you're really efficient and productive and aggressive and you got a lot of things you want to do, you can get more done. I just looked at this whole list of things today. Tickled pink. 
that that this guy put together a list and shared it. He was like, this is my list of things, tools that can help you. And it's absolutely, he's another NLP guy that we exchange information sometimes. And he just exchanged, talk about doing something. Hey, what's he going to get directly from me for that? I don't know. I mean, there are things that he well, does that I don't like to do, right? Like we have a mutual friend that I told him, I, if, if people want, they said, David, would you do an NLP training for us? And I said, no. They go, what do you mean? We want to do that. I said, no, I, I don't want to do that. I have no desire in the world to do an NLP training. However, this gentleman over here loves to do that. And he's got a course coming up. My suggestion is please come, you know, if that's what you want and he's good at it. So, you know, why not? Um, and I lost my place now where I was going with that. But anyway, it was, <laughs> no, it's just a matter of when, when you, when you know, when you have these ideas and you, you ask the questions and technology, when you utilize the technology, it's going to make you more, if you want to get all this stuff done, it can help you. There's, there's technology out there. I use the thing called the, you know what the Pomodoro means? It's a, it's Go Italian for tomato. Okay. Oh Yeah. And there's a kid, um, an Italian kid, um, the, the Pomodoro method is to take a, a kitchen timer uh, and time yourself as you're doing tasks, right? And he was a college student and he wasn't getting a lot done. So he took his mother's timer and it looked like a tomato. So, and he would time himself for 25 minutes, five minutes off, 25 minutes, five minutes off. And then every two hours, he'd take a 15 minute break. That became known as the Pomodoro method. Right. There's those kind of tools. You can they're free online. You can. And I use that to help me stay when I'm when I'm doing uh, work that can really fry my brain, like I'm scripting or I'm recording. Not so much recording. I don't want to be interrupted, but um, recording or building up, working on the funnels or doing things that I have to get done in a certain period of time. It keeps me on track. There's Asana. Um, Chris and I are using doing a project together right now. And he said, hey, could you take he just puts it in there. Can you take a look at this? if you're collaborating with people, there, there are tools. There's so many different things, you know, Microsoft teams, you can do this, but you know, get out there, be bold. I guess for me, this is about playing bigger, right? Don't play small. I've done some cool things, but I've also played small a lot too. And it's like, you know, now we're at the stage where I want to play big. And I encourage you guys out there watching this. Pat's brought some brilliant commentary to the concept of, how to get, you're going to find more out about people by asking questions and they will tell you exactly what they want, either to participate in your program, to join your team, to purchase from you, whatever it may be. You can apply these principles in a variety of ways in your business, in your community, or whatever it is you're doing. All right. This is, it's not a one size fits all, but you know what? There is some stretch fabric in here and what we're talking about. <laughs> want to look at it that way so awesome well listen we are coming up to the bottom anything else you want to close with tonight pat i mean and we can continue on this too so just what are you what are your five closing words for tonight no i'm just my i would say that the magic is in the asking the magic is in the asking the magic is in the responses the magic is in the connection and the magic is in see what happens when you ask uh, but you have got to ask the right questions as well. But I mean, yes. Yeah. And, and, uh, and, yeah. Asking. and as they're asking questions, I mean, I've got a list. You can reach out to me. I've got some questions that I, I work with people. I give them away here. Use these questions. But here's the thing, guys. You might not be great at this to get started. But get started because you're and keep doing it because then you'll get better. The only way to get better is to get started. 
And right. I love doing focus. I love doing focus groups. You know, bringing people together, setting out questions, and then in the mid, just just lighting the touch paper, and you can see the interaction because they find out what each other's doing, and they they generate new ideas, oh. they generate new relationships, and you get a lot of information from from this. And um, right now, as, as I leave this call, I'm putting together a report from a meeting that is um, there's me here. And there's a there's a room of about four or five people at the other on the other side the other day, and now I'm collect you know busy scribing I was but now I've got, you know the magic now is I've got something for them, and I can okay. solve a problem they had. That but next week's next week's topic, dare I say, you ready for this? This is one you're really going to enjoy, is that defining the word entrepreneur. Oh. Because we don't see it the same way as a lot of people. Well, we certainly see it different than some people that also use the word. <laughs> but I won't get into their name, even though, the, anyway. <laughs> but um, And you gave me a great idea just a few seconds ago. I'll share it with you next time we speak. But ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, thanks for joining in. Thanks for watching us here in this special edition of the Performance Zone on 5D Thinking, which is expanding beyond what's already accepted as norm. And remember, as you go on, everything you do, put everything you have into everything you do because the best is yet to come. We'll see you next time.